0: So, it is 10.02 a.m. on January 28th. I am sitting here on my bed with a cup of hot green tea. And I am recording the first episode of this podcast called Now What? Um, and I'm excited. A podcast is something that I've been interested in doing for a while now. I just didn't know what it was that i wanted to talk about i didn't think that i had anything worth talking about and it wasn't until i graduated from college the second time that i decided that i wanted to talk about this post-grad life post-grad life is a beast it is stressful it is never-ending but it's a journey that i feel would be beneficial to share with you all even if you're not in college, even if you're not getting a degree in anything, just the stress of trying to figure out where you belong, trying to find your place, is something that I think you all should hear and everybody's journey is different, you know? So document in mind just offers you a new perspective on a struggle. <laughs> That's essentially what it is. It's a new perspective on a struggle, but There's always something worth learning from a struggle. There's always a way to come out bigger after struggling. And I want to share that with you all. Um, so let me introduce myself. My name is Chesty. Um, I am from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, as you all know, as you all probably will know, because most of you who listen to this will probably be my friends or my boyfriend. Let's be real. But, um, and, um, I just want to share my life with you all. I want to document my journey with you all. Um, like I said, I'm 28 years old. Um, I'm a recent graduate from Towson University. Uh, I got my master's of science in information technology, IT, a male-dominated field. I got my master's of science in it. Previously, I graduated from Towson with a bachelor's of science in English writing. And I know that may seem a bit strange, um, but... Towson has this policy where if you don't take a foreign language as a English major, then you don't get a Bachelor of Arts, you get a Bachelor of Science. And I did not take a foreign language. I've never been a fan of foreign languages. Um, So I ended up with a Bachelor of Science in English Writing. And I don't know how that works, but I have it and I'm just going to roll with it. Um, Currently, I am employed at a Walgreens. I'm a shift manager. It's a decent amount of money, um, not my ideal job, but it is paying my bills and it is um, allowing me to make a living. But of course, with two degrees, I am looking for something more. And that's essentially what this is about. Um, documenting my journey, talking about the job search process, resume writing, cover letter writing, the interview process, all of that. This podcast is going to cover all of that because it's always different depending on what jobs you apply for. Um, Your interview process may be different if you're applying for a help desk um, specialist compared to a data analyst. You know, it's going to be different. Your cover letter is going to be different. You're going to have to speak your resume, all kinds of things. And um, for those of you who aren't aware of how that works, I'm going to talk to you about it. I'm going to explain to you how to do this, you know, how to apply for jobs, how to tweak your resume, how to go through the interview process, all of that. So let's rewind back a little bit. Let's rewind back to August 9th, 1991, which is when I was born. Um, I am a Leo. A lot of you take astrology very seriously. So I'm going to tell you that I'm a Leo and you can do whatever you want with that um i went to elementary school at montebello montebello elementary uh probably the best school experience i've had i loved elementary school everybody loved elementary school they went to montebello um it was an edison school i still don't know what that means but it was an edison school um the teachers were great the curriculum was great i always had fun got good grades it was the best. Um, Montebello was not quite the best anymore, but during my time, it was the best. For, um, middle school, I continued at Montebello until sixth grade, and then I, uh, moved and transferred to Chickapin Middle School for my seventh and eighth grade year. Um, Chickapin wasn't necessarily the best school. Uh, it was my local school, so that's where I went. Um, Like I said, it wasn't the best, but I made the best of it, got fantastic grades, Um, made a lot of friends that would eventually end up at Baltimore City College High School with me, City. Um, High school was great. Uh, I just, I I wear my ring proudly. Uh, My little brother graduated from there in 2016. My sister is currently there now. She's expected to graduate in 2022. Um, And it's just something that I'm proud of. It's something that I'm glad to say, hey, you know, I graduated from City. And every day somebody looks at that ring on my finger and they're like, hey, you graduated from City? And I'm like, yep, I sure did. Very proudly. Um, I left high school, went straight to college. Um, Originally, I was a student at University of Baltimore, I didn't know where I wanted to go to college. Originally, I applied for York College of Pennsylvania. That's where I wanted to go. I took a tour there. I thought it was a great campus. I loved it. I loved the student life. I loved the atmosphere. It's where I wanted to go. And I applied and I did get in, but then I took a look at um, out of state tuition and decided that it wasn't worth it. And I also didn't want to be away from my family. I was still fairly young, still attached. Um, so one day while at school they said that a recruiter from University of Baltimore was in the building and you know, if you were interested in applying that you can go and talk to her and it would take you through the process. And I went and I talked to this woman and I applied and I got in and that's how I ended up at University of Baltimore. So uh I spent three years at University of Baltimore before transferring. Uh I transferred out as a junior. And during my time at University of Baltimore, I was a business major, a business administration major, a business management major, an entrepreneurship major. And then I settled on a um, communications major with a minor in creative writing. I know that's a lot. I am a very indecisive person still till this day. At 28 years old, I'm the most indecisive person that you will ever meet. Um, but, uh, upon graduating, I decided that I, oh, graduate. I didn't graduate. Upon transferring, I decided that I wanted to be an education major and University of Baltimore doesn't offer an education major. So, um, I didn't do much research. I had decided on Towson immediately for what reasons. I have no idea. I know I love the campus and that's about it. But, I decided to transfer to Towson and I went in as a secondary education major, meaning that upon graduation and getting my certification in teaching, I would have been able to teach middle school and high school. At some point, I changed my major from secondary education to middle school education um, because I heard that it was better to teach middle schoolers than it was to teach high schoolers. And then at some point I heard that it was better to teach third graders, but I couldn't change my major to my major to elementary education because then I would have also had to. um, What was it? I can't remember what the uh, specifications were, but there was a reason why I couldn't change it to elementary education. And um, while Majoring in middle school education, I also decided to minor in family studies because I did also have this dream of being a social worker. Um, So, as you can see, I've always been indecisive. I still am indecisive. But then I got tired of being an education major. I decided that I didn't want to teach. Who am I kidding? I didn't want to teach. And that's when I changed my major to... English writing. We'll focus on writing because writing is what I do. I write poetry all the time. I write short stories all the time. It's something that I enjoy. It is a part of who I am. And I think I had the best time as an English major. I loved every course I took except for Old English. Don't ever take Old English. It is horrible to this day. I can't even explain it. Um, and also don't take a grammar class. Those are horrible. I know sometimes we don't have a choice in the classes that we take, but, ugh, grammar and old English really took a lot out of me. Um, I took quite a few Shakespeare courses. I took creative writing while at University of Baltimore. Let me rewind. I took script writing, which was probably one of the best classes that I've ever taken. And I also took a course, um, a zombie course. And that's how I got into The Walking Dead for a while. But anyway, back to Towson. Um, and I also took poetry a poetry class. I took a class about um, uh, propaganda. Um, that was the last class that I took the last semester before I graduated. And we had to put our portfolios together to graduate. Um, and I also took a class on how to write for businesses. Um, that's how I learned how to perfect a resume. That's how I learned how to perfect a letter and um just being an English major at Towson was probably the best time that I had and I was very sad to graduate and for it to be over with but I was also excited about what was to come next and it turns out nothing came next because I still haven't done anything with that damn degree not on purpose it's just very difficult to find a job for someone with a degree in English Granted, there are a lot of opportunities out there, but all these companies would say they were hiring, and I would put in my resume and fill out these applications and hear nothing. So at some point, I gave up, and I continued on with my job at Rite Aid at the time. I was a manager at Rite Aid at the time. Um, and then I took a semester's break. So I graduated in December 2016 with my Bachelor of Arts in English Writing. I took a semester's break, so that's roughly about three months, three and a half months, before applying to Towson again to get a master's degree. And I do feel like maybe I should have gone to school somewhere else, but Towson was easy. It was close. I loved it there, and I just wanted to continue there, so I applied. I got in. Um, I never doubted my chances of getting in. Um, but I got in um, under a conditional enrollment meaning that um, I had to maintain a 3.0 uh, GPA throughout my entire time there and I couldn't get less than a B in any of my courses which proved to actually be kind of di- which proved to be actually kind of difficult to do um, because you know some courses are easier than others but I made it um, And I spent two years learning about coding and um, Java and writing and code and um, learning how to um, program and all of these things that I didn't even consider before applying to this major. Till this day, I hate JavaScript. I hate it. Um, I do like HTML. That's probably the most basic. I think we all learned how to do HTML when we had MySpace pages. Um, but I enjoy it. I enjoy the creativity in that. Um, and I got through it. It was tough, but on December 18th, 2019, I walked across that stage and received my Master's of Science in Information Technology. With a certification in information security and assurance. So that is what my certificate was. So I do have my first certification. Um, I am currently about to work on getting my security plus certification because I do want to focus on uh, cybersecurity. That's where my interests lie. Um, But before I can even get there, I do need to find myself an entry level job. And that's where this next part comes in. Let's talk about the damn job search process. So job searching. Um, it's a little bit easier when you're not looking for, when you're not so career focused. Like for example, when I applied to work at Rite Aid, it was easy. I applied. They called me in for an interview. I went in for the interview. I got it. I didn't have a resume at the time. I didn't use a cover letter. I didn't do any of that. When you're applying for a job and it's career-focused, you have to have a resume that is intact. You have to have references. You cannot put references available upon request. They have to be on that resume, and they will call every person that you list as a reference, and I did not know that until recently, but we'll save that for another time. Um, and it's just, it's because these companies are, essentially looking for someone to help run their business. So the stakes are a little bit higher, um, and they're looking at you a little bit differently. They're looking at your skill level a little bit more than, say, a manager at Rite Aid would. Um, They're looking for experience. They're looking for someone who has the credentials who they feel could keep up. I've also learned that age is a big factor in the hiring process, which we will also get into another time because it's ridiculous. So, so far, the job search process has been hell. Um, I'm constantly tweaking my resume so that it is relevant to whatever job I'm applying to. I also tweak my cover letter for that. And that's also important to remember that you can't just apply with a generic resume and a generic cover letter. You have to tweak your resumes and your cover letters for whatever job you're applying to. It needs to be relevant to that job because it does make an impression. And they do look at things like that. Um, I learned that in my writing for business class. I told you it was probably one of the best courses that I've ever taken. Um, so far, I would have to say maybe I've applied to over 100 jobs. And I know that seems ridiculous, but I have. And the number of jobs that I've heard back from is nothing compared to how many I applied to. Um, I've changed my resume a billion times. I've had my boyfriend create a resume for me. I've had a friend of mine create a resume for me. I've created a resume for me. My cover letter is... It's subpar. Um, I do have my boyfriend. He's going to be working on another cover letter for me. He's great at things like this. Um... And I use sites like Indeed. Um, I use LinkedIn. I do have a LinkedIn profile, which is very important to have. If you don't have a LinkedIn profile, I suggest you create one now because they companies do look at that. Um, employers do look at that. And LinkedIn also lists um, employment opportunities based off of the skills and the experience listed on your resume. So it's definitely really, really helpful. Um, I also use a website called Handshake. Um, It's supplied to me through my alma mater, uh, Towson University, Um, and they have some pretty good job opportunities on there, including career opportunities available on campus, which I have applied to. I've applied to a lot of um, state of Maryland jobs. My mother works for the state of Maryland, um, so I've applied to a lot of state of Maryland jobs, but I've also learned a lot of them that I'm not even qualified for. But recently, I got some advice that said to apply for jobs that you're not qualified for um, because... Most of the time, you know, it's worth it. They might look at your resume and find something that you do that they feel would be beneficial. So, for example, even though I'm a manager at a Walgreens right now, I do a lot of clerical work. I do a lot of administrative work. I do a lot of leadership work, which lines up directly with what a lot of these companies are looking for. So, um, I do list my... I did make sure to list all of my duties in a way where... It's less about working in retail and more about doing administrative work, and that has that has um, worked in my benefit. Um, I'll talk about that a little bit later, but it does help to do that because companies look for keywords. They look for key skills that you do. Like for example, I've been doing customer service for over seven years just from working at Rite Aid and Walgreens. So I have a lot of customer service experience, which is also important for a lot of these companies too. Um, so don't ever think that because you work at a, a Save-A-Lot or a Walgreens or some sort of clothing store that you're not qualified to work for these big companies because most of the time you are. Most of the time you are developing these skills that these companies need. So don't ever hesitate to apply for these things because you feel like, oh, I only work at Safeway. You now I work at a grocery store. What could I possibly do here? You'd be surprised, honey. You'd be very surprised. Um, so one of the things that I've learned so far when applying for these companies and getting called back for interviews is that face-to-face interviews almost don't exist anymore. Every company that I've applied for, they either want to do a phone interview or they want to do a video interview, which is crazy because... I think there's sort of like an intimacy in a authenticity and sitting down face to face with an employer and talking to them, having a conversation with them, them getting to know me, them getting to figure out my vibe, who I am as a person and me, you know, giving them eye contact while trying to convince them that I am good for this job, you know, but technology has taken over. Um, I have an interview later on today and it's a, a FaceTime interview and I just think that's so strange. I just feel like why? Like why do you want to FaceTime with me? Why do you want to have a phone call interview with me? Why not we sit down and have like a real authentic conversation face-to-face in your office. I got on my best interview attire. I am making my best impression and the atmosphere like I, I it's just strange to me how digital everything is and it bothers me a little bit. I understand that sometimes it's convenient for others, but I appreciate a good sit-down, face-to-face interview. But I'm going on a tangent. Anyway, Um, so I do have an interview today. I have a video interview at 2 p.m. I will talk about that in my next podcast because video interviews are weird. Um, But the job search process, it is it will never be easy. It will never be quick. It will never move as fast as you want it to move. You may not always hear back from anyone, and if you do, it could be for rejection um, because companies do send rejection emails, <laughs> which is silly, um, but it's worth it. Keep going. Don't stop. There are so many times where I just wanted to give up, but I know what I want out of life, and I know what goals I have set for myself, so I will never end this job search process until I find something that is Worth it, something that meets all of my standards. It's okay to be picky, you know, it's okay to be picky in where you're applying to because ultimately this is your career and you want to be happy. So don't settle for anything just because you've been searching for so long and now this company has decided to contact you and they're interested in you and it's $17 an hour. So what? Because if it's not something that you're interested in and it's not something that you want to do, then you're going to be miserable. And who wants to spend their lives being miserable? Not I. If I'm gonna be making money, let's make it fun, honey. So yes, the job search process is stressful. Um, but keep going. Keep going. That's the best advice that I can give you is to just keep going. Don't stop. Don't stop until you find that job that you are looking for with the benefits in that office and the four one K and the health and the dental and the paid holidays off and the weekends off and you working that Monday through Friday, then nine to five, you know, things like that. There's a lot of things that we look for in jobs, and don't stop until you get it. Because you're worth it. We're always going to be worth it. For me, um, my job search process is kinda of all over the place. I don't have any organization. Um, I'm even considering applying for a temp agency agency so that it can help me. That's how unorganized that I am. Um and it's because I don't have, this is it. Like, this is it. I'm not going back to school for anything. I have all the degrees that I need. And now I just, this pressure is on for me to find a job. Pressure coming from every angle of my life. And I'm feeling it. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm feeling it. It's not, uh, uh, it's not, I'm not going to give up. You know, it's not slowing me down. It's motivating me to keep going. But at the same time, it does stress me out sometimes because I'm a human being. And it happens. But um, yeah, every every podcast, I'll update you guys about my job search process and how's it going and what progress i made or what progress I haven't made. You know, what I've learned, um, all of that. Because I think it's beneficial for you to know that and to get someone else's perspective on that. Um, let me talk a little bit about my uncertainty. I'm very uncertain about what exactly it is that I want to do. Um, I do know that I want to do something security related, but I haven't quite pinpointed exactly to the T what it is that I want to do. And I also think that's another reason why my job search process is so unorganized, because I'm not 100% sure. But I do know that I want to do something. And I have two degrees in two fields to apply for jobs in. So that's a really big market. Um, And that contributes to my my disorganization too the the market the the areas that I have to apply to it's a lot it's a lot to look for it's a lot to apply to it's a lot of resume tweaking cover letter editing it's a lot um and it's stressful I know I've said that a billion times in this podcast but post-grad life is stressful it it's stressful no matter who you are it's going to stress you out um I have a lot of doubts about myself. Like, even though I went to school for two years for IT, I still feel like there's so much that I don't know how to do. And I I don't want to make a fool of myself going into these office buildings and sitting at these computers and not really knowing what to do. I think that's one of my biggest fears is just embarrassing myself and not feeling like I have the skills to keep up with these people who are so much more educated and so much more trained in these things and I do know that training does exist and you will never go into a job without being trained but that doubt still sits there and it's okay to be doubtful and it's okay to have your hesitations and it's okay to be scared and it's okay to be worried you know there's no shame in any of that um there's no shame in being afraid and I am afraid I am. I'm entering into this phase of my life where it's time for me to be an adult, like a real adult. And it's scary because I I I no longer have school as my crutch. I don't have that crutch anymore. I'm out here. You know, I'm a little fish in a big sea and I am swimming around with no direction. And I'm looking for that direction. And I'll keep you guys updated as I'm continuing to find that direction. But please don't give up. No matter how hard it gets, don't give up. Don't let go. Keep working towards your dreams. All of this is so cliche. Goodness gracious, but I mean it. You know, it, it, it it's hard out here. The cost of living is very high. Things may seem impossible. Making money may seem impossible. There may be times where you're broke. There may be times where you hate your job, but don't give up because in this society, that's what they want us to do. So don't give, don't give these people what they want. And you all know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't give these people what they want. Keep going, man. Like, come on. I have two degrees. I have a master's degree and I'm still struggling trying to figure out what to do. I'm still struggling. We all struggle, but it's okay. You know, it's okay. Don't. Beat yourself up over it. Just keep going. That's the best advice that I can give. Keep going. So for every episode, I want to end with a quote. Um, and these quotes will be posted to the Instagram page, which is now what.podcast. And um, the quote for this episode is as follows. You are being presented with two choices. To evolve or to repeat? And basically, I want us all to evolve. I want us all to become the best versions of ourselves. Thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. It's probably a mess. It's my first go-round, but as I continue to record, things will get better. But the fact that you sat and you listened to me talk for about 30 minutes to talk about my life and my drama... (laughs) whatever drama that I have. I do appreciate you all. I love you all so much. And thank you for listening to episode one of Now What? See you all next time.